Blog Talk Radio. Evening, y'all. Please take a seat on the couch. Monday, July 16th, 2012. I'm Vinny Marini, and I welcome you to take a seat on the couch. If you love the blues, you need to support the Blues Foundation. If you are not yet a member, you need to go to www.blues.org and become a member today. Your sponsorship dollars help the Blues Foundation support the Heart Fund, which assists blues musicians and their families in financial need. The Sound Healthcare Program, providing medical benefits and insurance programs to professionals in the blues community. The Blues in Schools Program, bringing the blues to schools around the country. And its offshoot, Generation Blues 
offering young men and women scholarships to accredited music camps to allow them to learn from some of the best. And the holding of the International Blues Challenge and the Blues Music Awards in Memphis, Tennessee. And now, the building of the Blues Hall of Fame at their headquarters here in Memphis at 421 South Main Street. It's time to help raise the roof. If you love the blues, help support this organization that is keeping the great art form alive. The Blues Foundation at www.blues.org. Let's all help raise the roof. And, uh... Yeah, we're back. It's a little hectic here for a second because uh, at the top of the show, we heard the uh, title song from the album Yellow Brick Man uh, from Colin McGrath. And uh, Colin was supposed to be sitting here with me uh, this evening. And uh, unfortunately, he uh, is a no-show. So luckily, um, I was able to reach out to my second guest for the evening, Sybil Gage, and she's going to be joining me in just about 40 seconds. Music on the Couch is sponsored by Frank Rozak Promotions. After successfully promoting the music of artists such as Elvin Bishop, Anna Popovich, Bob Cortor, Candy Kane, and others for Delta Groove Records, Frank is now helping to boost the careers of Liz Mandeville, Royal Southern Brotherhood, The Blasters, Little Ronnie and the Grand Dukes, and more at Rozak Promotions. If your act needs superb support in North America and Europe, Check out Frank Rozak Promotions at www.rozakradio.com. That's R-O-S-Z-A-K radio.com. And now I am thrilled to bring in uh, my first guest uh, out of South Florida now. Her name is Sybil Gage. And uh, simply put, folks, this is one hell of a singer we're about to speak with. Um, evening, Sybil, and thanks for taking a seat on the couch. Oh, good evening. It's so nice to be here. I'm so excited to talk to you, Vinny. I'm so excited to talk to you, too. Now, where did you grow up? Uh, I was born and raised in New Orleans. In New Orleans, okay. Um, and when you were a young girl, um, what kind of music did mom and dad play in the house? Oh, boy. Mom and dad played Bobby Marchand. They played um, old people like um, Roosevelt Sykes, all the good old stuff, all mm-hmm. the Fats Domino, uh, Tommy Ridley, stuff that I, yeah. Stuff yeah, that I still to. yeah it, it's funny that so many of my guests say the same thing, um, stuff I still listen to. Yeah. Um, Good old gold rhythm, old rhythm and blues, you know. <laughs> at what Do you remember at what age the first time music really grabbed you? Probably very young, I would think, before I was five years old for sure mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. did you uh take any voice lessons as a child I, as an adult i did not as a child uh, not as a child okay as, as a i would say as a very young adult i did and i i suppose being in choirs in in school you know uh that is certainly a voice training to be sure you learn your harmony you learn how to warm your voice up you learn how to control your voice within the uh, uh, confines of all a lot of people around you, which is, um, yeah, that's voice training too. But one-on-one was started when I decided I wanted to actually be a solo artist. All right. Now, but I'm just curious, as a child, did you take any music musical instrument uh, lessons or did you play any musical instruments? Yeah, piano and, and later on guitar. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Um Let's just go right to an album, a song from the album. The album is called Nola Calling. Um, 
tell us about the that song. Is my Cat- latest CD. Yes. Uh, tell us about the song Catch New Orleans. Oh, Catch New Orleans was something that I wrote actually in pitch darkness in my studio. Uh, I was coming home from a gig one night, and all of this, I was very busy and uh, musically, and all of this event of Katrina was going on. And I hadn't had a chance to really sit down and take it all in. And this one night that I finished this gig and there was no moon outside and everything was really dark, I, I thought I would put down the, the how how the things that were going on in my mind when I watched everything swirling around me on the television and in people's minds. Every gig I went to, everybody was telling me about my city. And uh, so I... I, I Road we'll Catch New Orleans, and that's and uh, it's, all uh, about. Yeah, and it's the album. Uh, her name is Sybil Gage, and uh, the album is Nola Calling, and this is Catch New Orleans. Who knew this kind of thing could happen? Water would rush up and tap on the window of my great. O-L-A. I grew up twisting to the A-Pocket way Down on the corner of Lines and Perrier Everybody need a little taste of the Crescent City Music halls and debutante balls Food so good and that ain't all It's a place where people love you They take you in Started out with some rain. Folks said we're gonna get a little hurricane, but the water far from the nine took over. Starting with the lower nine, it was rising fast and tall. This ain't no job for ponchos and parasols, and I say, Lord, hear my call, please. New Orleans is about to fall, work your divine. I'm gonna hold on the line. Can't see Carol Tuggle, where is Ursuline? Continue to rise, move into your home. Where you live now, folks, they superstone. They only game that in survival I hope that you will hasten your heavenly arrival Started out with some rain Folks say we're gonna get a little hurricane But the water far from the nine took over Starting with the lower nine It was a ride No job for ponchos and parasols And I say, Lord, hear my call, please Catch New Orleans, it's about to fall Work your divine I'm gonna hold on the line Can't see Canal Street Where is up a line Back in the day I played along the levee Catching my thrills I knew it would protect me Now I'm saying, Lord 
who uh, James Booker was, but I'm proud to have known him. Mm-hmm. Um, so now, how old were you when you moved to Chicago? Oh, that was for like a couple of years. Ooh, boy, it must have been nine or ten. Oh, okay. I thought that I, 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 for some reason I thought that was after school. Um, and no, it was a couple of years when my dad moved up and uh, got remarried. And since we we're on the couch, I can be honest with you, that didn't work out for me. And mm-hmm. so we, I went came back to New Orleans. <laughs> okay. Um, and New York was that after school? Oh yes, yeah, certainly. New York yeah. was. Uh, I was in my twenties when I went up there. I, I, you know, I party so hard in New Orleans, and uh, New Orleans is not really the place that I could get an education. I really had to leave to go and do that. And, <laughs> so I and, went to yeah. I do it. I went to Tisch School of the Arts, and I graduated from there with a Bachelor of Fine Arts. And there's yeah, there's absolutely no partying in my hometown. No, no, not at all. No, not New Are York. Are you from New York? Yeah. <laughs> But, you know, it was a little bit different there. I had my head on straight. I didn't have all my, my people around me to, to tell me I need to come down here to Tipitina's to see Dash Rip Rock and all that stuff. So, you know, I'm in a totally new city, and I'm trying to do the right thing. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah I, guess, I guess you're right. Yeah, when, when you, it's more about it's not the city necessarily. It's not having those people around yes. you that, uh, you know, tend to influence you in ways that maybe you don't need to be at the moment. Um, exactly right, and it brought me to realize how special New Orleans was when I left it because I, there are certain things that you just that don't happen anywhere else. Sure. I was enlightened. Mm-hmm. Uh, were you doing any Were you doing any work uh, singing in New York City? Oh yeah, I did. I yeah. started singing at a place called the Village Door, which is uh, in sure. uh, Walt was in Jamaica, Queens. I don't know where this still is or not, but it's on, it was on. I think it's the corner of New York Boulevard and Farmers. It was a neat little place. It was a nice little jazz joint. They didn't cook any food in it. You just it was a bar and a nice stage, uh, acoustic setting. And there was a Chinese restaurant next door so everybody would get Chinese food and then come over to the village door and sit down and eat it, listen to some good jazz. And another place called Carmichael's, which is also in Queens, and I sang with the uh, Hank Edmonds trio. Okay, okay. Um, and you were also working in radio again. You, you seem to keep that as a constant in your life. Um, and uh, did, you, did you win an award for your coverage of the homeless uh, while you were in New York City on, on the I radio? I did. Doing some homework there, Vinny. Uh-oh. <laughs> I did. I, uh, um, I was a reporter as well as a drive-time FM DJ. Mm-hmm. Swinging back and forth between the AM and FM station of one one building, and yes, I did get an award. It's called a Folio. It's focused on Long Island organizations, and uh, Chuck Scarborough gave it to me. As a matter of fact, he's still a big heavyweight yeah. up there. In, yeah, you're from New York, so you know yeah, Chuck. I know Chuck. Um, now, what years was what years was that? That was say 1993, four, somewhere around there. Okay, and then those were the I was in Boston from ninety two to ninety seven. Ah, uh, so yeah. Then I was on WBLI for a few years as a news director. Down out on Long Island, sure, Babylon. Yeah, further yeah. out there, yeah. yeah. I yeah. Actually, uh, uh, Medford, Long Island. Oh, okay, okay. I think yeah. I think yeah. originally I think originally they were in Babylon. I, I grew up on Long Island. I grew up in Comac, so. Um, uh, oh yeah. Yeah, so you that's you're right. Yeah. 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 Um, uh, and then, I mean, again, you, you met a lot of interesting people in New York City. Um, uh, you are 
getting some advice from Gregory Hines at I one did. point? Well, I, was, I saw – I'm trying to think of the name of the play now. I think it was Sophisticated Ladies that he was in with Phyllis Hyman, and I must have seen that a couple of times. I, and I was a you know, I was a film student at NYU, and I was, sent him a headshot, and I wanted to do, do something – in advertising or something like that, you know, and mm-hmm. he, we talked about things like that, and then I told him I really wanted, deep down in my heart, I wanted to not be an actress or anything, but to be a singer, and so he gave me some tips and some stick to it and never, never, never stop believing and could just continue on, and that's what I've actually done, and it's very simple advice, and it seems like maybe sort of a, anybody can say that to anybody. Some of the best advice is the simplest, I guess. Some, you know. Uh, well, I watched him do it. You know, he, yeah. no one. I don't think he had such a big, wide array of people to help him along the way. I, I think most of the people. How hard is it to be a tap dancer these days? You know. Yeah. Yeah. No, you're absolutely right. Um, yeah, and I, I mean, you know, going through and doing my research as I, I, I tend to do, you know, I saw some other names that popped up, uh, Eddie Murphy and Spike Lee, uh, and even Nipsey Russell, the old great oh time comedian. Yeah. Um, yeah. How did you get involved with, with someone like Nipsey Russell? Well, I ran into him in New York and I thought perhaps, you know, maybe, uh, I liked his show and I always wanted to do something in, at the time, I was really young, trying to figure it all out. Uh, mm-hmm. At one point in New Orleans, I worked at the Chris Owens Club, which is uh, it's on Bourbon and St. Louis, and she's a very famous sort of burlesque show type thing. And I was a person that would, when she got off the stage, I would have her dress ready for her or her next hat or whatever the thing is I'd have to put on her for her next scene that she would do in her act. And... So I enjoyed Broadway. I enjoyed mm-hmm. Nipsey Russell's stage show, and no place for me in there. But I made friends by being around them, seeing how it all worked out. Seeing what I have to, when I became when I decided to become a singer, seeing what I would have to put forth to be a successful singer and songwriter. And you can't fake it. It's a big no. Thing. Truly, truly, what they what they do and what they represent and what they're all about and what they live. So you got to live it. But not many people would have the uh, the gumption uh, to use an old timey word uh, to to you know maybe go up to these people and actually talk to them. Um, you know, and to and to you know understand that you know it's a it's a it's an educational opportunity. So I th- think that's very cool. Um, I want to check out another tune from uh, Nola Calling. Uh, tell us about the song "Bout You." What's it? What is it about? About you. you. Yeah. About you was a song I actually wrote in the '90s. It's kind of it's funky, and yeah. um, just wanted to get away from a guy that was. I decided it was over, and he didn't. <laughs> so that's really what it's about. Okay. Trying to leave. Trying to leave. Sybil Gage from Nola. Yes. Yes, from Nola Calling and Doubt You. Lock the door. Don't want to see you later. Check the stand. 
Uh, I have traveled to New York. I've performed there, uh, all up the East Coast, down all the way down to Miami. Mm-hmm. And I'd uh, like to get a little bit more west, you know, make a little drop in New Orleans sure. pretty soon. Um, I Sometimes it's really fun, though, at Heidi's. I have people that come in from out of town, and they sit in with, you know, they I call it sharing the stage because, you know, sure. when they get to be a caliber, it's not sitting in. Uh, 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 as a matter of fact, this Tuesday, tomorrow, I have uh, the real Storm and Norman's going to be sitting in on uh, sharing the stage uh, with me on the piano, uh, along with my longtime pianist, Leon Olguin. So we'll we'll share some tunes together, and uh, I am cool. so excited. Excellent, excellent. Um, this Nola Calling is your second album. You released the album Red back in 2007. Um, talk about the difference between the sessions, um, you know, in terms of the recording sessions and the final product and the growth between the two? Well, no, uh, Red is right now, women love Red. I have a, a group of women that absolutely love Red because they appreciate the lot of storytelling. It's not, it's love songs, but not necessarily slow love songs, but songs mm-hmm. about love and songs about other things that are, story like you know happenings in my life and things about me things i did things other people did real love songs and a lot of women that come to see me really really like red uh less musicians on red and it was re- it was done in a studio the way people do studio music mm-hmm. you know you do you do your track i do my track i want to put harmony now nola calling i decided to go completely NOLA is New Orleans, Louisiana, and I wanted to focus on my affection for my hometown and its music and some of the experiences I had there. And so we did it live in the studio, just like that, just just like the Rolling Stones. Everybody was in the studio at the same time. Everybody's at the same time, and and so I think it breathed a lot of life into... You know, it wasn't a live concert per se, but it really was a concert. <laughs> well, it's got a very live, it's got a very live vibe to it. There's no doubt about it. I mean, you can imagine that this could have been recorded in 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 Heidi's in Cocoa Beach one night while you were performing. Um, uh, that's just the vibe you get off of the album when you listen to it. So uh, you 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 achieved what you were looking for, as far as I'm concerned. Um, I sure wanted it to be live. I didn't want it to be okay, Stony. Now time for your harmonica. Um, so you know, I don't. I wanted it to be just right as it was. Whatever it is, this is how we sound. How uh, how many times did you and the guys get together prior to going in the studio to just run through the songs? Well, I play with these guys a lot. Okay. Leon Olkin, the piano player, I've been with him for seven years, so we do these songs a lot. Right. Okay. Uh, so I guess with the other guys, Joe Caruso, I play with him a lot. He was very familiar with the tunes. Uh, Balsa Bill on the piano, also another one, very familiar. Dennis Thompson, very familiar with the tunes. The only first people, person was Stoney on the harmonica, but he he got right in there, and, and we practiced a couple of times, and, you know, in the days to come before the recording, and I think I think he did a wonderful job knowing, I didn't, I didn't want him to overblow. This is not right. about that, and he did... He, the sweetness in it that was needed. Yeah, no, it is a perfect blend. Um, and now you're planning on releasing two more albums before the end of the year, and and you've even got names for them. Um, yeah, I'm trying uh, yeah. to do something. Yeah, because my.
my two, Red and Nola Collins, are both original music. Right. And uh, except for the St. Louis Blues, which is on Red. So want to do something. I sing a lot of pre-war blues, a lot of, that would probably would be called Americana, roots music that other people have written. And I'd like to put some of those things down that represent the other half of my show. And, of course, I'm always writing songs, so I'd like to do another CD. So the first CD is going to be called Request from the Bar. Right. And the other one is going to be called Sybil Darling. Sybil Darling. Sybil Darling. Because a lot of my friends call me Sybil Darling. I am on my, on my voicemail. Millions of Sybil Darling requests. Sybil Darling, would you like to go here? Sybil Darling, do you mind if I? <laughs> Sybil Darling, how do you feel about... Oh, Sybil Darling, I'm just calling to check in, so... So Sybil, darling, that's it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, what kind of a writer are you? Are you do you when you sit down? Do you do? Is it one song at a time? Is there a thousand pieces of uh, paper, whether they virtual or actual paper, lying around with little pieces of lyrics on them? My New Year's resolution, which I'm, I'm I haven't quite failed, but my New Year's resolution was to never write another song on an envelope again, the back of an envelope. <laughs> So I'm pretty scattered, though. I have I have to say I'm very bad about it. I, my piano player that I have here, the real Storm and Norman, that's staying with me, I get these charts and I write them up, and they're never final at that point. When you first write something up, it's never final. It's okay, that's a great sketch of it. And then, of course, it changes. And as it changes, you're doing it live, so it's changed live. So then, you know, two years later, you meet somebody and you say, hey, I want you to hear this song. So you come back and the, the chart's still the first thing you wrote. So I'm very bad about that. I need to um, tighten up my charts as I tighten up the song. But I'm more like most musicians. I'm, I'm sailing in the wind, you know. It happens and it's done and it's now it's in the air. So and I'm uh, better about that. But yes, my songs, yeah. to answer your question, are everywhere. They're on the back of my electric bill. They're on the back of a napkin. They are on the back of the, the public supermarket flyer. Yeah, it's funny. Yeah, that's just so typical. Um, I, I go back to the story a, a guest early on uh, when I first started music on the couch told me that they didn't have a cell phone at the time. Um, so they, I guess, they came up with something. They went to a on in New York, one of the uh, phones on the street in New York when they those actually existed, a uh, public payphone, called a friend who knew she wasn't home and left the lyrics on her voicemail and said, "Do not." Erase yeah. this. <laughs> I'll be there after work. <laughs> so I thought I thought that Great. was uh, that was one of the most unique uh, ones I've ever I've ever heard. And you continue to do radio. Um, you're doing a show that uh, is entitled uh, Stormy Monday. I really appreciate you even talking about the Stormy Monday show. Yes, I've been doing it now for three years, and. I used to do a Stormy Monday show in the early 80s on WBAI in New York City. Mm -hmm. It was called the Stormy Monday Show, and it wasn't my show. It was two other guys. It was James Brown and David Jackson, and they were uh, just really fine, knowledgeable people about music. And I was so impressed with them and their show and their sense of humor, and everything about them was great. And so I kind of, you know, tagged along with them. And as I like to put it, I became an album-carrying member of the Stormy Monday show because they had all this jazz and jazz knowledge 
and I had a lot of soul in New Orleans, and they didn't know anything about, well, they didn't know a lot about New Orleans music. They knew about soul music. Right. I brought in my New Orleans music, and it was really pushing them to learn what was going on where I'm from. Because that's when I realized when I got to New York that New Orleans has got its own thing, especially back in the 80s. And it wasn't the wild thing that it is now. Yeah, Everyone knows yeah. about New Orleans. There's, there's, you know, TV shows about it and mm-hmm. special names for places that really, Treme, we used to call it back of town. First of all, Now things have proper names and... You know, so back then it was very hard for me to say, listen to this, listen to that, isn't this cool? Uh, and and a lot of, you know, the Neville brothers helped to bring New Orleans out. Sure, sure. Um, yeah, no, absolutely. Uh, so, that's, no, that's cool. It streams live on Saturday Saturday evenings? Usually at 6 o'clock. Yeah. Um, and, it's, uh, it's really, uh, it's mostly New Orleans music plus other stuff in the world that I feel is Excellent, that would fit into it. And what's the uh, if someone wants to listen to it on it, streaming it, live? You're extremely nice to do this. <laughs> it streams on thirteen hundred wmel dot com. Okay. And there you go. and we do like a little chat thing. We do a simple chat thing, Vinny. You know, ours isn't like yours is. You know, yours is really cool and professional. To just join me on Facebook and I, I go back and forth with people about music and you know what I'm playing. Yeah, no, that and, and that's, only, and that's it's very only an hour cool. long. Yeah, and that's no, that's very cool too. I mean, you know, I did, I did, you know, real live DJ radio for so many years, and then I stopped, and then you know I started writing about it again, and then that turned into this, and it just from writing about it, it ended up there was I was doing so many written interviews. I said, you know what, let's just you know, put it live. It's a lot easier. I'm not a great typist. I can't do this. <laughs> so, How long have you been doing this show? Uh, I started February oh nine. Oh nine, okay. Oh nine. So yeah. Um, probably started at the same time. I was doing um, something else on Blog Talk Radio with a friend of mine. I, it was once I had moved here. I moved here in oh seven uh, to Memphis. Um, he was in New York, and we had a, another lady that was on, and, uh, and she was in Detroit, Flint, actually. And we used to do a show on uh, Tuesday evenings called Dr. Blockstein's Radio Happy Hour, and we, you know, it was it was comedy based. It was comedy based, uh, but he was also a, um, a publicist for a, a big publisher. So we used to get a lot of. C C list guests and some decent authors and some very good authors, um, mm-hmm. you know. I mean, so yeah, it was it, that was a lot of fun and that kind of paved my way to start doing this. So uh, I've been enjoying it. Um, so besides yeah. the two albums, what else do you have planned for the next year of your life? <laughs> well, I would, you know, I coming up in September. If anybody wants to see me at a really wild and swinging place, I'm going to be at the New Smyrna Beach Jazz Festival at September 22nd. Great. And uh, up the coast, um, I'd like to do a lot, more, a, a lot more festivals. I think uh, they're just so much fun, and clubs are wonderful. I will probably always do a, be doing a club just to have the connection with the crowd. That's much more intimate, but it's nice. The festivals are nice because there's so many other artists on the bill, and you kind of want to meet other people that are doing what you're doing. Sure, absolutely. Just say hello and you know make make their acquaintance in a musical way, and absolutely. that's what the festivals allow. 
you allow you to do because we don't meet each other. We were flying in the night. And, uh, yeah, no, you're right. Absolutely, the festivals are very cool and uh, a great way for everybody to meet each other, um, no doubt. Uh, her name is Sybil Gage, and the woman um, obviously can sing. Uh, for all things Sybil Gage, check out www.sybilsings.com. That's S-Y-B-I-L-S-I-N-G-S. You can also find her on Facebook, and her Twitter handle is uh, at Sybilized, S-Y-B-I-L-I-Z-E-D. Uh, and we're going to listen to one more from the album Nola Calling, and uh, tell us about the story behind Ice Cold Blues. Oh, boy. Oh, just, uh, you know, bad luck, bad love. Yeah. It happens. It happens, it does, it does. Well, um, and sometimes it makes great songs. I know. Sybil, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, thanks so much for taking time and coming on the show. Uh, much luck, and I hope, you know, maybe when you're doing one of your north trips, you know, you zigzag a little west and get Memphis way, and uh, uh, let me know, and I'll come out and support, and we get to meet. Well, thank you, Vinny. I'm going to make it a point to do that. I sure appreciate you uh, asking me to be on the show, and I have totally enjoyed Absolutely. Uh, Sybil Gage from NOLA Calling, and this is Ice Cold Blues, and we'll be back with C.C. James and her brand-new album going to drop tomorrow, folks. We get a little preview one more time. Uh, so we'll be back with her. Uh, Ice Cold Blues, Sybil Gage. Thank you. was everything he could ever want. My man told me I was everything he could ever want. But I soon found out that I was everything he could ever use. Just sitting here thinking how the whole thing all went down. Just sitting here thinking How the whole thing all went down He was only my man when She was not around See, I was the kind of woman Proud, dressed up in mink and pearl I was the kind of woman, proud, dressed up in mink and pearl. Now I'm sitting at the bar with some bus fare and no car. And I'm wondering if you're satisfied with the person that you are. All you gave me was a scar and some brushes with the law. Midnight tattoos, oh baby, I was screwed. You see, I was yesterday's news. Now I'm sitting here drinking my six pack of ice cold blue.
have something to prove. Say if you want to sing the blues, won't you walk some distance in my shoes? If you want to sing the blues, you got to have something to prove. Baby, you got to love him like you ain't got nothing to lose. And then watch him treat you any old way that he chooses. Right then and there. You'll have paid your dues, sit back, and drink your six-pack of ice-cold, ice-cold blues, ice-cold blues, gonna go down slow, gonna go down slow. Let's declare an International Blues Music Day. Hi, my name is Johnny Childs, blues musician and president of the New York City Blues Society. To support this great cause, please join our Facebook group called Petition to Declare an International Blues Music Day. Join the discussion and let's create a formal day to celebrate blues music. From its legends and pioneers in the U.S. to the continually evolving pool of modern-day blues artists around the world. Let's celebrate our love for this great American art form and bring more recognition and support to blues music for many generations to come. Find our Facebook group called Petition to Declare an International Blues Music Day. This is Johnny Child saying thank you for supporting the blues. I want to thank Sybil Gage for uh, coming in. Again, the name of her album is Nola Calling, and uh, the song we just heard was Ice Called Blues. Uh, Back in August of 2011, Ms. C.C. James came and sat on the couch uh, with me, and um, we uh, had a great time, and then I got to see her perform live at uh, the King Biscuit in October uh, last year, and uh, we had a couple of laughs there, and uh, now she's got a brand new album, and this this woman has the best album names in the world, folks. Uh, you know, depar none. Uh, this is Blood Red Blues by C.C. James, and, CC, and it drops tomorrow. So, uh, you know, I know it's out there, and a lot of people have heard it, but uh, officially it's still not out there yet. Um, uh, so, uh, C.C., hey, how are you? Oh, man, I've had a day, a very interesting day. One of those days that separates the women from the girls. <laughs> oh, really? You're one of those. Huh? I know. I know you've been going crazy the last couple of months. I know it's been intense. Yeah, today was just one of those days. I thought I was going to get up after the weekend of gigs and just kind of cruise and get some important things done for the release tomorrow. And I probably didn't get one of those things done because some other fires erupted and just challenged me to uh, where no man lives. <laughs> At least I'm laughing now. <laughs> okay, and I'm glad I'm glad you were able to make it on. Uh, <laughs> the album is on FWG Records. Uh, just uh, CC James on vocals, Rob Slideboy Andrews rhythm and slide guitar, and uh, also hubby par excellence. I know um, Chris Layton on drums and percussion, Dan Muller on bass. Rocky Atheist on lead guitar, Susan Gillian plays some keyboards, and produced by the incomparable Jim Gaines. Um, uh, 
you have to be I mean I know it's been tough and it's been and you've been really uh going crazy but you got to be so excited about tomorrow. Uh, I am excited. I mean I'm I'm really excited because it's getting you know it's getting released on my own label worldwide which is a huge accomplishment um for anybody any artist to get, have worldwide distribution with their own label so I'm very grateful for all the people that um helped get me to that point in the past. So Yes, I'm I'm really excited to see what it does. The reviews have been, I mean, they've made us cry, just literally cry. Rob cried one day, I cried. You know, when you when you tow the when you tow the luggage, when you tow the baggage of your of your life, and um, it turns out to be the compost of your soul that ends up turning people on in your lyrics and your performances. To have these kind of reviews come in, you're just beyond grateful. You've lost all the ego about, you know. <laughs> Check me out. I'm the next best thing. Bullshit. Excuse my language. <laughs> but you just become a humble, grateful person, um, and you're just thank. I'm so thankful that this is touching people. The reviewers are the hardest, you know, the harshest judges and the radio DJs, but uh, it's being embraced with amazing open arms. Well, I think uh, I, 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 you know, I sent you when I got after I got the album. Um, and, and what I wrote was When I finished listening I was all hot and sweaty You need to buy this album before your friends And be the cool kid who introduces them To the blistering blues of C.C. James um, Yeah, absolutely and, and you know, I mean, you're right uh, You know, you sit down, you listen to the album And uh, I was just talking to Sybil Gage about this And I said, you know, sometimes you you know, you know, sit down you you don't necessarily always listen to I don't always hear the words the first time through I'm listening to the music and I'm just I'm listening to the vocals but I'm not concentrating totally on them it's like that second time I go through I start concentrating on them and you pull out the, the song book um, and yeah you, 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 you're digging deep here there's some uh, really deep lyrics and um, you know personal what, what appears to be very personal lyrics yeah, that's kind of my trademark on my lyric writing. It's just something I can't help. I do write really, really heavy poetry and prose, and so when I get to the songwriting uh, desk, I, I, I calm it down and try to make Because you have to reach a person with a message in less, you know, three to five minutes, and that hook's got to catch them. And they got to understand what it means, you know, after a few listens without having to sit there and go, well, what does that mean? <laughs> <laughs> So it's yeah. art form. It's an art form to write, you know, and to be able to cut your own material when it's not working. That line's not working. Cut it out. Oh, it's a great line though. Well, save it for the next tune, you know. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, let's let's listen to uh, the title track from the album, uh, Blood Red Blues. Um, this is C. C. James, and uh, the album drops tomorrow.
James, Blood Red Blues, the title song from the album that drops tomorrow. Now it drops worldwide tomorrow, Cece? Yep. Wow, big time, big time. Going to be watching. Yeah. Going to be up early uh, to see what happens uh, across the water. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> actually not. Well, actually, yes, but um, I have to <laughs> to continue on with some of the challenges we're pre- pre- presented today. So I'll be up yeah. early, so it'll it'll be a it'll be a good morning. It'll definitely be. Uh, talk about working, uh, having the opportunity to uh, work with Jim Gaines. Yeah, you know, I got turned on by Jim by a mentor of mine in the business, and uh, he called him and suggested that he work heavily, you know, work with me. Heavily suggested that he work with me, and I said, Don, you know, I can't afford him. <laughs> I'd seen that he'd done a, a few independent artists uh, recently, and I just, you know, I didn't pursue it. So finally, um, Jim emailed me, and um, we talked back and forth, and we worked out a, a deal, and. Uh, I really, you know, I didn't quite know who I was going in to work with. I mean, it didn't really hit me till, till the end, really, when I was looking at his gold albums in his house and realizing just where he'd been and some of the stories he told. My my band uh, that we hired in was like little puppy dogs, you know. They were just like sitting there. <laughs> they were just, uh, you know, they they could he could tell them to go jump in the lake and they probably would. Um, it was a beautiful experience for all of us. Jim's a very kind, gentle person, but he also is very, very savvy as far as getting to know who people are and getting the best out of them without being, you know, an a-hole or too pushy. And you know, he's just—he's just a genius, and he's a sound engineer. The reason those tracks sound so nice is because of the magic he—he he put on them. Yeah, I mean, you can just on that song, you can just. Hear the sweat coming off the walls, and the and the, the guys in the background. I just love that. When that Isn't that when great? I, told, I love I, that. I, I, that just to me, it's like I said to myself, man, that's just like the that's the cherry on the cake. Yeah. You no, know, that really is. I mean, you know, that didn't. Ha- I'm not sure how it all came about and what, how it's there, but to me, it's like one of those things that almost felt like it got thrown in at the end. Well, Rob kept telling me, you know, this is a field holler you know, call song, right. field holler. So I go, well, what's a field holler? You know, because I'm, <laughs> he knows more about traditional blues than I do. And so he began to tell me what it was. And so I began to hear it. And so I put my own voice on it, but I wanted a really deep one. So Jim called in, um, I forget his name at the moment. It's on the CD, but he called him in. And what a great guy just has that really, really deep voice and laid, laid into those. Uh, do, 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 do. Let's see, background vocals. Stan, uh, Stanley, Stanley Krauss. Yes, Stanley Krauss. Stanley Krauss. Krauss. And he's on Facebook. Anybody wants to hook up with him and say, hey, that's great. <laughs> yeah, I, and I, I should say, yeah, uh, I did mention Dickie Atkins is, uh, does some backing vocals, as does uh, uh, Pie Hill on a couple of songs, and Kimberly Helton on uh, four or five songs. So, uh, yeah, and uh, all done in Stantonville, Tennessee at uh, Jim's. Uh, Jim's joint, and uh, it's just incredible. And I, I just, I want, I want to talk about the song. Uh, oh God, my brain just went blank for a second. Um, where am I? Oh, I got the right to sing the blues. Yeah. I, I um, I don't know when I when I got when I got the CD and I and I popped it in. I was looking down the name list, and I, for some reason that was the first song I clicked on. Um, uh, is this the C.C. James sort of anthem, sort of, or, or 
Well, um, it is my life. Uh, all those stories in that little thing are true, and of course, with anybody, we've all got lots of stories, but um, to kind of touch on the most painful in my childhood, that's what came out, you know, and I, I just thought it was humorous the way that the muse, I call it the muse, started to talk to me about, hey, you know, why don't you write about how people are always saying, oh, I had to swim 100 miles, and I had to do this and that and the other, and it's nothing compared to some of the stuff that um, we went through really as kids, some of us, and everybody's got their stories, but those are kind of some of my feature stories that just kind of ripped open my heart from the get-go. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. And it's just uh, you know you talk like you said. Tell me about swimming to work through swamp full of gators. You walk in a hundred miles without shoes, and then the next uh, uh, stanza starts. Listening to stepdaddy drinking and beating my mama with child in her belly, my little baby brother. You know, yeah. I mean, you know, it's, there are some things that are hardships, and then there are other things that are just unreasonably unacceptable. Right. Well, sadly, a lot of that goes on in our world, and yeah. um, you know, so it was. <laughs> It was a pretty heavy experience. Uh, I was about 10 when all that was going on, and uh, I, there were some other things that happened before then, but that was, you know, I'm 10 and I'm having a memory, you know. <laughs> and, and it's taken, and, and you've gotten to this point, and now it's gotten, is it gotten easier to be able to put this stuff out, or is it still ripping your, ripping your insides out to put it on paper? Um, well, I'll tell you, writing is a cleansing experience, extremely cleansing, and, um, like in the Wounds song that I have on there, Wounds, I don't think they ever go away. I think we numb them over and we push them down and we do this and that with them. But some moment in time when you're quiet and you're taking a bath or you're taking a walk, some sometimes you start to get these flashes and this pain just jumps up and chokes you. I mean, it just grabs you in the heart and just doubles you over. And, and uh, I've written many poems about um, those particular times in my life, and every time I've just wept. And I've written poems about the struggles of having, you know, being a little teenager and my shame and embarrassment of not liking myself. And, you know, things people all go through, mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. Uh, people just don't put it down. And um, I think that's what, what that's what us artists are for is to say, hey, we all go through this, and this is what it feels like. Let it out. You know, it helps to let it out. Absolutely. Uh, C.C. James from Blood Red Blues. This is I Got the right, a Right to Sing the Blues. I'm gonna tell you some real hard stuff. Listen to the 
together um, yep. and uh, you know I just I, you know you read through all the information it talks about you know how what you know how Rob brings you this whole other sound that you didn't you know that you might not have had without without him from being down uh, in the you know and really being a Delta Blues kind of guy yes absolutely um, it's just uh, it's 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 so exciting. You you did uh, fan sharing, uh, fan funding for the album, um, and uh, you you did very very well, didn't you? Uh, yeah, I did well. I didn't get um, what I needed, but I got enough to um, do what something extra that I didn't get to do last time. And you know, when you expect something, sometimes the universe doesn't give you what you want. You get something else. And to me, the whole game here, uh, or a major part of it, is about trust. And um, you can never, I find myself doing stuff out of fear so many times, just making impulsive decisions. And I've learned not to act out of fear. That was one of my lessons today, as a matter of fact. (laughs) So um, on the Kickstarter thing, no, I didn't get everything I needed, but that left me needing to trust the universe that it was all going to work out work out okay if you look back at your life everything's really worked out okay now so just keep putting that foot in front of the other foot and moving forward so yeah Yeah. it was a good experience and and, you know uh, folks just so you know I mean you and you buy blood red blues you're just not getting just uh, uh, you know a little CD case I mean you're getting a full you're getting as close to what an album used to be to a to a music lover like myself, as you can get. I mean, I, you know, I can hold this in my hand, and the song lyrics come out, and uh, the whole, the whole, the whole package is done extremely well. Uh, just, I, I like to make mention of those things when I when I when I really see it. So, what's next on the agenda? Uh, next on the agenda is I'm talking to two or three people about getting some major uh, U.S. booking going. Um, because I just, I, as an artist, I can't do it. 
Uh, I don't know the routes. I don't know the games or, you know, I don't want to say games, but let's just say the way they do business. I don't know how the bookie agents do business. Let's not call it games. Um, mm-hmm. And so I'm, I'm calling I'm calling out for that. I'm trusting it's going to happen. I've got my band is finally together. I pulled the, right, the last final touring piece in, and we all are ready to go on the road get that van going and everybody's road ready and has toured before so um that's really what's next i I, there's just an always a myriad of paperwork and keeping up with uh keeping things straight so the irs doesn't come and you know (laughs) take me away because i do things down to the letter in business always um because you have uh, to yeah yeah, you have to when you get to this level yeah absolutely um I just want to mention that next week on Music in the Couch, I'm thrilled to present Lawrence Lebo, Biscuit Miller, and uh, new music from Memphis and Jack Rao Jr. Lawrence Lebo is a wonderful vocalist out of L.A. Uh, she reached out to me on Facebook, and uh, I fell for her album when I got it. Uh, Biscuit Miller should need no introduction as the recipient of the 2012 BMA for Best Instrumentalist Bass. Uh, his new album, Blues with a Smile, is full of music that will, you know, Make you smile, actually. Uh, and Jack Rowell Jr. is a good friend and a damn fine musician. Uh, he sat with me back in September of last year, and we actually played a couple of very, very rough cuts of songs that he was working on. While they're all together, the album is called Sleeping with the Blues, and uh, Jack Rowell, uh Jack goes back to his blues roots and uh, has some of the best musicians here in Memphis playing with him. So that's next Monday, July 23rd. Uh, 9 p.m. Central. You can always check out all the archives at musiconthecouch.com. You can follow us on Twitter at musiconthecouch and like us on Facebook, facebook.com, musiconthecouch. Uh, from the new album uh, from CC James and again, CC, thanks so much for coming on the night before. I know it's a crazy time and, uh, um, you know, the fact that you took, you know, 45 minutes or half hour, you know, whatever to, to come on is really a cool thing. Uh, well, let me tell you, if you gave me more time, I'd keep talking. <laughs> well, we, have, we have more time. I mean, you know, I mean, like everybody knows, the first guest didn't show, so we got plenty of more time. Um, you know, uh, what is it? This When I was listening to this, I was thinking back to the interview we did originally. Yeah. And I heard that. When I was doing research, I kept seeing one name over and over again, and we did talk about it, uh, and the name is Janice. Yeah. Um, listening to this album, and and I don't, I don't hear it anymore. I hear Cece. Good. Uh, you know, a lot of people still hear it, but um, I think what they're hearing is the fire of a raw performance. You yeah. know what I mean? Because that's what Janice was. Um, so now... You said you put the touring band together. Um, is it different? It's different from what what's on the album. Yeah, um, Dan Muller and Chris Layton are out of Washington State, and they were our Washington band. As a matter of fact, when we go back to Washington, they'll be covering us there, along with um, a really stellar guitarist by the name of Tim Enders, who's played with us a few times, and <clears throat> um, a guy named Ryan will be coming covering the uh, Washington shows. I can't remember Ingstrom. I think is his last name. I can't remember. But um, for the most part, we travel with our own band. It's just this particular tour wasn't enough to bring these new boys along. I've got um, Derek Bond, a young kid on drums, who's just, I didn't expect him to come into the audition and do anything that was going to impress me at all, and he killed it. And uh, we found our guitar player, John Higgerson, at a blues jam. We were out when we first got to St. Louis looking around, and 
we went to a gym. We were sitting there, you know, with not any big hopes. And uh, all of a sudden, I heard this kind of sound from the stage, and I started watching him. And a few seconds later, I was pounding Rob on the shoulder, going, "Listen to this kid." <laughs> John has this deep old soul. I can't explain it, but he's he's on board strong. And then we got Slim Lewis on bass, who played with Jason Ritchie uh, and uh, Brandon Santini. I know Slim. I know Slim very well. Yeah, uh, Brian Lee. Yeah, yeah as a matter Brian of fact, Lee. Yeah. Heidi and Stacy Jeffers. You know, they were in yeah. Memphis at the Biscuit last year, going, Cece, you have to get Slim." I'm going. I'm going. Slim's too expensive. Slim's toured with these big names. He's not going to want to be with me. And again, I didn't pursue it. And he came and pursued me. I'm not as expensive as you think. And <laughs> <laughs> you know, everybody needs to work. Let's put it that way. Absolutely. You know, and and he can just and he's just he's very very good at just laying down that bass line and just letting everything play off of it. Um, yeah, he's got uh, great tones, and he yeah. stands up there and smiles real big and looks good. Yeah. <laughs> he, he doesn't move around a lot, he did, but uh, you know, but when he's playing, his fingers, the, 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 the fingers move. That's about it. Yeah. Um, yeah, but uh, that, that'll be fun. So now, do you have anything set? Is there, is there something set? What When do you go and where are you, and what is it? In August, we head to um, to Oregon, Washington for that. It's a short Blood Red Blues release tour for my fans over there. Um, because when I went back earlier this year, we didn't have a CD done yet. So uh, we did some pre-sales, and then I said, I'm coming back in August for you guys. And so, uh, and then in September, we are, we're currently working on a New York, D.C. run. As a matter of fact, I think I can probably announce this. We're going to be on... Uh, B.B. King XM's 74 Bluesville for a live interview and performance on September 5th. Oh, great. Great. With That's, Bill? Yeah, with Bill. Oh, very cool. Very cool. Yeah, and then we're picking up some shows right now. There's one in Albany, one in Fonda. It's a convoy for the kids. It's a trucker event for kids with cancer. And then we're going to be adding a couple more shows to that run. So that's going to be huge for the D.C., Jersey, Boston fans. They've been wanting me to come for so long. And then in, uh, we're back in St. Louis for a couple of dates in, in late September, and then we head to Scandinavia in October. And of course, we got the biscuit before we go. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you're. Uh, what day are you playing at the biscuit this year? Uh, it's a Saturday, and I right, think the headliner has already been announced, right? Yes. 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 Okay. Uh, the, yeah. Uh, Bonnie Raitt. Yeah. So we're a couple yeah. hours before her, which I was, I was demanding of that. I can't compete with Bonnie Raitt. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? Not too many people go from the emerging artist stage and jump over the Lockwood Stackhouse right to main stage. <laughs> okay, okay. So yeah. you know, I mean, that's 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 big. Yeah. Uh, you know, yeah, I mean, there's there's a normal there's a progression that you know from what I understand of everything you know normally takes place, and you just sort of kicked it in the teeth once more. We're uh, we're on at five o'clock. And uh, on Saturday, and I'm I'm expecting double the crowd because so many people there last year just blew me away with their comments, writing and telling me just such wonderful things, and they were going to come this year and bring their friends and blah blah blah. So I'm hoping, you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and I mean, you know, again, that was you had a, you had a real good audience for for the emerging artist stage on that very hot street um, in the middle yes. of the day last year. The um, sun beaming down. Yeah, actually, I think I, I'm. I, I think Saturday might be the only day I'm going to have a shot at the biscuit this year. I've got my 40th reunion up in New York that week week before, so I'm going to be up in New York until 
the middle of the week. So, um, oh. but uh, I'm going to definitely, I'm definitely want to, you know, going to try to come down and at least do Saturday. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You know, uh, I'd like to see Bonnie and uh, now, you know, I'd like to see you and. Uh, <laughs> well, we hope you, we hope you can get there. But yeah. you know, forty years, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm an old guy, you know. Well, yeah, that's a. No, no, you're not old. <laughs> no, I'm not. No, I'm not. I've just been on the earth for for a little while. That's all. That's what I say. I'm not old. I've just been on the earth for a while. Old is pushing up daisies, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. Um, just, I'm, I'm just. I keep looking at the album. The the photographs are incredible. Um, just you know, it's just a it's a top notch. I mean, it looks like it would come off of a uh, out of a major studio. Yeah, you know, um, I like to go. I like to do things that way. My very first album, uh, Spiritually Wet, when I was the funky white girl in L.A., that's the kind of thing that I put out then, and um, that's what I wanted to get back to. And this time I just said, I'm pulling the stops. I'm pulling out all the stops. This is the third one. It's got to be the charm. It's got to sh- See, Snakes was kind of um, understated as far as my vocals. The songwriting was there, but my vocals were understated. I just kind of went in as a artist songwriter and it's it's good but it's not as powerful as this one and then you got the live one in the middle so i decided that this one was going to be in between the two and i was going to pull out the stops financially that's why i did the kickstarter campaign to try to get that extra money to really really go the distance and i just think you know it's like when you wear t-shirts on stage Uh, (laughs) (laughs) to me i don't want to wear t-shirts on stage people come to see a show they come to see performers, um, and it's the same way I want to go out with the CD. My fans have been begging me for lyric booklets ever since the Funky White Girl CD. I didn't do lyric booklets because they cost more. Sure, but absolutely. This time we did it, and I, I saw that sweet little uh, layout on that package, you know, with the curved middle, and I just thought, that's it, this is it. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to really bring what I am now fully to the yes. table. Yeah, no, and absolutely, and you, and you have, and uh, as I said, all the photography is done very well. It's a uh, you know, four-color black and white, so that blood red blues, the title, is the only thing that's really in color and uh, pops out. You've got that cool sort of sunburst behind you on the front cover. You uh, know what turns me on the most about that entire thing is the graphic artist, Jen, um, who actually does the Blues Music Awards Guide. I'm going to mm-hmm. give her a prop. She is so talented. She takes your ideas and pops just what you want. And what she did with that little heart pin on my vest that I wore was she put those rays yep. from the heart coming out. And I, I cried when I saw it. I go, Jen, you nailed me. You nailed it. This is where I bring my stuff from. And it was just perfect. So I'm yeah. just I'm thrilled. <laughs> very cool. Uh, CC's, you know, just so much luck. You know, you know, you know, I love you, girl. Um, and uh, you know, I'm, I'm, whatever I can do, I'll get out there and beat the drums wherever I have to uh, to just help. But uh, so much luck, and I hope you guys come close to Memphis. Well, I'll see you in Helena in October. Yeah, you're um, you're wonderful. You support artists. You listen. You really dig in and find out what the the CD's about, the lyrics are about, and um, I really appreciate it. I'm sure all of your artists do. So thank you once again. <laughs> oh, uh, you're you're welcome. Um, we're gonna play. This is the. I love this track. It's different than the other two tracks I played. Do you know which one I'm gonna play, CC? Um, um, could be one of two. <laughs> Could be either wounds or feel my love come down. 
Uh, the feel my love come down. Uh, uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. Um No, actually, no. You know what? Actually, I what? grabbed. I forgot. I grabbed. I grabbed. Cover me with love. Oh yeah, that's a different one too. Yeah, yeah. It's got a lot of nice little fun. It's, it's, it's a little bit funkier. A little bit of rock. A little rock sort of beat. More of a rock beat to it. Uh, I, I dig this song. Yeah, a little um, different on the vocals. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, thanks again. Thanks, everybody. Hello, all my fans. Thank you for chiming in. <laughs> Absolutely. C.C. James, Blood Red Blues, and this is Cover Me With Love. It's cool. 